everyone. This is Why the F Am I an Artist? And I'm Amanda Ortega. This is episode two. Boop, boop, boop. Had some technical difficulties trying to get this episode going, but I'm here with John Levine, who is an awesome actor, artist. He's currently writing. I mean, he'll, he'll tell you all. John Levine, we're sharing one microphone right now, so it should be interesting. It feels like a, a news interview, you passing the microphone over to me, like I, I witnessed some type of uh, accident or uh, some some incident. Uh, no, officer, I didn't see what happened. Uh, uh, well, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Um, we're, we're at your house, so we are thank my you house. for having me. Yeah, we are, we're, we're in uh, what we like to refer to as the studio, and you can't see I'm making the air quotes studio, but this is, <laughs> this is where we are, which is also known as my living room. Again, air quotes. <laughs> Yes. So I, I guess the long answer would be is uh, when I was four years old, my parents put me, uh, there was an agent that they had that was a friend of theirs that came over for dinner one night and said to my parents, wow, you know, Jonathan's really expressive and, and um, you know, you should think about getting getting him into commercials or things like that. So I, I that's exactly what they did. I ended up getting headshots and I was actually a, a SAG union member at uh, five years old. I've had a SAG card since 1977. Um, SAG card for anyone who doesn't know is? Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, the Screen Actors Guild. But a union card. So this is when we lived in New Jersey and to work in New York City back then and even today, uh, you need to be a union member for the most part. Um, so I started doing that when I was a kid and then, uh, I really never understood how much that shaped my, um, you know, um, what I like to do. It really, it really had an effect on me that I didn't realize. Um, we moved from, from New Jersey to Florida in the early eighties and there was no industry down there at the time. So I just stopped doing it. And I was a kid. I didn't know, you know, kind of anything, anything about, you know, what was going on, but, um, I always kind of gravitated towards performance type things. So I started getting into like public speaking and Toastmasters. And then I got into my high school, had a radio station. So I became a disc jockey. And, um, then, um, I became a sportscaster, you know, throughout college and after college. So it's, I, I, I had a love for the camera that I didn't quite understand, oh, yeah. you know, and, or, or know why I had that such a, such a love for sort of being, being on stage or in the spotlight. And then, um, and then I got out of all of it. <laughs> and then I just, I, uh, I, when was that? This was, well, I, I stopped I, the T I realized the TV news business wasn't for me, uh, back in like the late nineties. Um, just wasn't creative enough. It was very formulaic and, um, I, I didn't really, I never really considered myself a journalist. You know, I wasn't, that wasn't, I liked being on camera. So that was more of a performance or a performing arts type thing for me. And that's, I guess that's what I was looking for. And I thought that TV news would be, um, that, that outlet for it, but it wasn't. So I got out of that and I, uh, moved from, from South Florida to New York city. Um, and I lived there for, for a number of years and lived with another actor and him and I had started a business around the acting community. Um, uh, I mean, this was back in the early 2000s. So this was like a website and went back when there wasn't a lot of like, things going on on the web. It was very, still very new. So we did that for a while. And then, um, and then I really got out of everything completely. I got into marketing and, um, sort of had a quote unquote career, uh, which is what I thought I really should be doing as, as an adult. Um, and I did that for, um, for about, I guess at that point it was about 13 years and I was turning 40 
and I'm old, by the way. Uh, I was turning. 40. He's fantastic <laughs> and brilliant. Thank you, and old. Um, oh <laughs> and um, I was turning forty, and I was kind of taking stock of my life and where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I really sat down and I thought to myself, in my heart, if I could do anything that I wanted to do, anything in life, like just snap my fingers and do it, like what would I want to do? And it came back to performance. And, it, and it, at that point, it had manifested itself in um, being a stand-up comedian, which I did. I got into stand-up comedy and started becoming a stand-up comedian um, and had success doing that. Uh, and then about a year into that, I was like, well, if I'm doing this, I'd, I want to get back into acting. Um, so I got an agent and did all that kind of stuff. And, and this was when I was still in South Florida. And had some success with it. I ended up booking commercials, which was really mainly the only things that were shooting down there. But um, I did some some pretty decent commercials, national commercials, things like that. And in twenty beginning of twenty sixteen, I sort of said, "All right, you know, if I'm going to do this, if this is what I want to do with my life, which is what I want to do, uh, I need to go where it's all happening." So I had a choice between L.A., New York, and, and Atlanta, and just Atlanta kind of made the most sense for where I was, both in my career and, and you know, physically, uh, and I moved here in 2016, and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. So when you decided to make that transition, why did you want to pursue this career? Because you said it, you, you wanted to be in that accounting field because you... Right. Th- Oh, I'm, I'm listening real well. I'm not that much of a nerd. <laughs> uh, so when you, when you were thinking of doing that transition, because you thought you were supposed to be in this, I guess, quote unquote, real job and did that 180 to become the artist that you are today, what kind of switch was it in your brain or in, I don't what know. What precipitated your- that, uh, that decision? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I had worked for a company um, that will remain nameless um, <laughs> for for about five years, and it was a corporate job, and it was very sort you know I was in an office every day, and you know I had my own office and all that kind of stuff, and it paid really really well, like, and I was miserable. I mean, I was absolutely miserable. Um, in, both in terms of a the person that I was working for kind of made everybody miserable. It wasn't just me. It was sort of a, a general um, general consensus that he was a miserable person. <clears throat> or, I've been there. Or she was a miserable. I don't want to give away who it is. Uh, no. It was, uh, but anyway, um, and it was at that point I realized that I'm making a lot of money and I'm not happy. And it's, I don't want to say money's me- money is meaningless. It's not. Obviously, everyone would like to have a lot of money, but it doesn't bring... It's not what it's not. If you're not happy, no matter how much money you're making, you're just you're going to be you're not going to be happy. It's never going to make you happier. Um, And that's when I kind of said, okay, what would make me happy? And if it's not money, then what is it? So um, I I left that job and I started I I still stayed in the marketing realm just because that's what I knew. So I I, um, started working for an agency more on a contract basis. So I was working from home and they were great and I loved them very much. And um and uh, so I continued to work from home, which gave me the opportunity to kind of branch out and and uh, have the freedom to to pursue the acting as well as you know being able to pay my rent, which is always nice. Uh, so yeah, so that that was really it, it was that sort of realization. It, it was also the realization that wh- why am I why am I going through this? Oh, I should be an adult and be doing these things. And I kind of realized that 
you know, you think, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what society tells me I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to own a home. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to start a family. I'm supposed to, you know, do all of those things. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm not, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, what's, what's the point? It's life is very short and I want to, you know, pursue the things that I want to pursue. I don't, I don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks. So, you know, here, here I am at 46, you know, bartending and trying to be an actor, you know, chasing a dream. So, and I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. So that'll tell you something, I guess. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this, this whole web series, this is not a web series. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, this podcast is why the FMI and artists, the stories of those who took the road less traveled because this industry, whether you are an actor, a writer, an artist with your hands or sculptor, anything of that realm of artistry, it is not easy. And I think when you choose to give up that marketing career to get into this field to make yourself happier, you also realize how much hard work, how much... How much a lack of money sometimes comes into being an artist, but at the end of the road, it makes you happier at the end. You hope it does. I mean, you know, that's that's the goal. Um, and then you kind of define, well, what is success? I mean, you have to sort of say, you know, am I achieving the goals that I want to achieve? And um you know, you have short-term goals and long-term goals and and like, you know, like in everything else, but um, you just have to kind of, A, you have to manage what your expectations are. I and mean, if you think you're going to be, oh, I want to be an actor and, you know, in a year you're going to be Tom Cruise, <laughs> um, that's obviously not realistic. I mean, does it happen? Sure. But it's, you know, a, a one in a gazillion chance. Um, but you have to, you know, look at your career and say, okay, am I progressing from where I was last week? Am I progressing from where I was last month? Am I progressing from where I was last year, both in the actual work, how much, how many bookings I'm getting or, or how many auditions I'm getting, how many callbacks am I getting, um, to the, um, studying and, and attempting to master, cause I don't think anyone ever masters the craft. Um, and if I look at, uh, some of the things that I did when I first moved to Atlanta, um, I've been lucky enough Knockwood to um, to have a lot of opportunities um, to 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 uh, be seen by a lot of casting directors and and book um, with a lot of different casting directors um, since I've been here. But even I look back at the things that I did in 2016 or 2017 when I got here, and then the things that I did you know last year, and I can see the marked difference of um, of my abilities. Um, you know, obviously I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I can certainly see that the work that I've put in classes and training and things like that have, have, are, are paying off. There, there is, a, you know, you don't see it on a day by day basis cause it's, you know, these minute little changes. But then when you look back, you can certainly see, um, you know, how things, how things have progressed. Yeah. And I mean, we met in an acting class and I think for, for this worlds that we're in, you never stop learning and you never stop growing because what we're doing is working a muscle. And if you stop working it, it kind of gets cold and and tight and you have to go back constantly and just warm yourself up. And I think that 
I admire that you are, I've always seen that you're always doing classes and doing work. So that's always a goal for us as artists to constantly be doing something. I mean, I saw on your Instagram that you're doing a, a series now. Yeah. So I started, um, writing. Um, I've always kind of like, so I, like I said, I did stand up comedy. So I'm always kind of coming up with concepts and, you know, ideas for jokes and things of that nature. And then that sort of branched out into, oh, this might be a good story to tell, or, you know, this would be, I think would be interesting, an interesting concept to explore. And I always, I just always had a kind of a, um, you know, like a folder full of ideas, you know, of things to do. And about two years ago, I was actually shooting a TV commercial, um, for Shark Week on Discovery Channel. Oh. Oh, hey, all right. <laughs> Big man dropping names here. I was working with Shaq. Hey, all right. Hey, Shark Week. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I was talking with some of the actors just while we were just waiting around for them to do setups. And uh, I, I just, I, we were just talking about acting and auditioning and things of that nature. And I said, you know, I wonder what my neighbors think about like if they hear what's going on in my apartment I'm probably like this guy's nuts you know what I mean it's constantly you know screaming one time crying the next time that kind of thing and that we were all laughing about it and that kind of sparked an idea in my head of like doing a short about um that concept so like two years ago um so I and so I, I went home from that and I just kind of opened up my my computer and I started writing and I was actually surprised how much it just kind of flowed out of me. Like once I, I got the first thing down and okay, this is what I want to do. And the sort of the, 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 the bones of the story, it just started to come out and I wrote it and it was, I think it was like four and a half pages or something. And I got somebody, um, uh, the, the fiance of one of the actors that I was working with there, he's a, a director of photography. So he's like, Oh, I've got a camera. And so, we, and we ended up shooting it here in this apartment. Um, and it was great. And, and, and I entered it in some festivals and it, it got into some festivals. And so it was fun. It was just a fun little funny, you know, four minutes, you know, short. So that was really my first, um, foray, foray into the writing uh, realm. And then um, this past, I guess it was this past December, um, another friend of ours, Mike K. I don't know if you know, you know Mike K, don't you know? And, yeah, yeah, you know Mike. Yeah, I know Mike. Yeah, so he's, he was doing some writing and he, he was like, hey, I was going to run somebody. So he, he had thrown me um, a, a, a script that he had written and I loved it and I thought it was great. And that kind of said, I, I said, I said, you know, I, I, I should get back to writing. You know, I should do that again. I had some time. I wasn't traveling for the holidays. Everybody was gone. There was nothing going on. I was sitting in my apartment doing nothing. So I was like, you know what? Let me go back into that folder and start looking. And I found this idea that I had, I, um, had sort of germinated a little bit. And I just started writing it. And I just started with the first scene that I thought of. And then it just started to kind of pour out of me. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, Mike and I were actually talking about this fairly recently. And he's like, how are you, you know, I, I'm, I'm up to, I've written about seven and a half episodes uh, out of eight um, that I want to write. So I wrote the first four in about maybe six weeks, five weeks, something like that. How long are they? Um, each one's about, uh, 24 to 27 pages. So it's about a 30 minute episode. Um, and he was like, how are you, how are you, how, you know, how are you doing this so quickly? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I'm like, I just see the story in my head and I'm like, okay, the, here's the characters. And this is, this is where they are in the story. And this is where I know they need to go in the story. And, 
how do I get them there? Or, or, or what happens on that journey to that part of the story? And, and, um, and like I said, it's just kind of just coming out of me onto the, onto the page. So, yeah. I've definitely had that. Um, because my realm of writing was more short plays around 15 minutes for a company called Microtheater Miami. And I got the inspiration of doing a 30-minute show first for a one-woman show when I was in uh, FIU for my mm-hmm. Bachelor's in Fine Arts finale kind of deals, like your senior project. That's what they called it. After that, I started getting one no after the other, and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to make my own shit yeah. because I'm tired of being rejected. And I started writing. And I remember one day... I was writing, and my mom's watching TV, and she goes, what are you doing? And I'm just like, not now. (laughs) Because when you get in the zone of writing, it just takes over. Yeah, it does. But I thought this podcast was about me, but that's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sick burn. Um, uh, Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's the thing. It's like I I sat down yesterday yesterday. to, I was like, I got to get back to it because I, we had discussed this previously, but I'm sort of starting this new side gig job. So that's been overwhelming for the last week or so. And yesterday I had some time and I'm like, you know what, let me get jump back into this because I don't want to lose the, sort of the ideas and the thoughts that have been rolling around in my head about where it's going. And, you know, I just sat down and I'm just writing and writing and writing and writing. And I look up and it's two hours later and, you know, I'm 17 pages into it. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I, I got to go, you know? <laughs> uh, so it really, it, it is, it's pretty amazing. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't have an answer of why or how, or um, it just, it just kind of happens. And it was funny because um, I, I wrote four episodes and I was talking to a friend of mine who's not an actor, who's a civilian, quote unquote. And um, I was telling her about it and, and I said, do you want to read it? And she's like, yeah, I'd love to. She's like, is it good? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea if it's interesting or not. I said, it's, I said, I know the story. So is it interesting to me? Eh? Okay, I guess. But, but I had no idea. And then we, I got some other actors, mutual friends of ours here and we did a table read and just to a see it come to life, to see actors put um, you know life into the characters, breathe life into the characters, uh, was an amazing thing. And there was things in there that they interpreted that they did that I didn't even think of when I wrote it that made it so much richer and so much better. Um, and they all loved it. Like I like we fin- we went through the first episode and I was like, okay, great. Like, what's the feedback? Like, give me some. You know, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? They're like, nothing. Let's move to the second episode. And we just literally they just wanted to keep reading the story and getting to it. And I was like, that's. I mean, I was like blown away by that. Um, and there was, I mean, almost no changes. And it was a first draft. And I was like, okay. I guess we're going to continue with this. He's just perfect, guys. Yeah, perfect. No, and I hate to say, I hate to say that because I don't want to sound like I know what I'm doing because I really don't. I mean, I really this is really my first time doing this and telling a story like this, and and it's just I'm just I'm almost like exploring the characters as as it happens. I think you don't give yourself credit because since we are in this field, we are constantly reading scripts, yeah. and from that not even realizing it, we are learning how to write that because we've read it and we've memorized it so much. So yeah, you know how to do it. 
Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, and I understand. I just you know, You're not I, trained. I, yeah, I'm not trained, and and um and I also <clears throat> you know I've driven a car all my life, but I can't fix one. You know what I mean? Uh, like, right. But the the point being is is uh, it's just um, you know, you do, you do something. At least for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but at least for me, it's like, well, I'm doing something. I'm like. I don't know if I'm doing it right or if I'm doing it wrong. I'm just doing it, and then we'll see what happens, you know. And I and I've always kind of approached pretty much everything that way. It's like you know, either I'll, either I'll learn how to do it on the fly, or you know, I'll figure out how to do it beforehand. Excuse me, and then go for it. I just like to challenge myself that way. I guess is is what I'm trying to say. Um, and then we'll, and then we'll see. And if it, you know what, and if it's terrible and nobody likes it, okay, fine, I did it, and I was and I was you know, and I'll try and get better at it. But um, but yeah. So I'm really, but I am enjoying it. It's it's pretty fascinating to me, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's honestly terrible if if everyone wanted to read seven episodes. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I'm not saying this in particular. <laughs> I'm just saying it like in general. You know what I mean? It's it's. I think I think people in general don't give themselves enough credit for the things that they're able to do. I think I think everyone sort of gets into a mindset of like, well, if I can do this, anybody can. Um, you know, I'm not really smarter than the average person. So if I'm able to do this, everybody can do this. And I think that's the wrong attitude to have. And I think that's, I think we all have these unique qualities that we don't give ourselves enough credit for. Um, and just because you can do it doesn't mean everybody else can. And, and it's not just the ability to do it or the willingness to try to do it. It's the taking the action to do it. You know, there was, I used to have this poster in my office, um, you know, said, you know, Thomas Edison invented like, you know, 1200 different things that he tried to patent and everybody remembers the light bulb, which means he failed 1199 times, you know, before, you know, he hit on something that was, that's what he's remembered for. I mean, so that that's that much failure for one success. Um, and it's because he tried all those different things that led to that, you know. And don't, I'm sure the internet's going to fact check the shit out of me on that one. Those numbers are just off the top of my head. I don't remember the exact thing, but that's the point. The point of the story is you got to try. You just got to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Even if you're failing, even if it's not going the way you want it to go, you just got to keep trying and working at it. And I think that's a perfect segue into the last bit of this interview is that what would you say or give advice to someone who is on this path, on this this road less traveled but they are at that point where they're giving up because there's so many times where you can say, why the fuck did I do this? Why am I choosing this path? Because it is, it's frustrating and it's hard. And if everyone could do it, they would, but they don't. So what would you give that person who is on that brink of giving up and going into a marketing career and probably being super miserable doing that? No offense to anyone whose marketing career is super thriving, good for you. But what would you say to them? Honestly, I would say evaluate what you want. Um, like any business, this business isn't for everybody. Um, and I'm, that's not to say that to give up, but you know, if you're not doing it for the craft, if you're not doing it because you loved the craft, then you're not, it's not the business for you because it is super frustrating and it is a lot of failure and it is a lot of rejection and it is a lot of doing work for free and doing work, not because you're getting paid for it, but because you love to do it. And that is, um, so I think you need to, to make, you know, take that evaluation and, and look at and look at 
okay, is this what I want to do? Is, or is there, or is there another, or, or a, why am I doing it? Is it because I love the craft or is it because I want to be famous or I want to, you know, um, you know, if you want to be famous, get yourself a YouTube channel and start doing stupid shit on it and you'll be famous, you know? Or that like TikTok crap. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a huge, that, you know, so, but if you want to be an actor, if you want to explore that realm and explore people and, and, and get into, you know, literally step into the shoes of someone else, I mean, because it's fascinating to you to, to do so, um, then yes, then, then this is the path that you should be taking no matter how hard it is. But if it's, if it's just because, oh, it might be cool to be an actor, it's, you're going to be miserable. You'll be miserable because it's just, it's, it's, the hardest of hard things to do. Um, you know, there was something I read online not not too long ago that somebody had, had taken data from IMDb and it was like 70% of actors on IMDb with at least one credit uh, never acted again. Never acted again. Holy shit, that's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Never only have one credit and have never been in anything else. And that doesn't mean they didn't try to be in something else, but never got another credit. So, and that's just on IMDb. So those are the only people with IMDb pages. So think about all the other actors out there that don't even have IMDb pages that, that, you know, did, you know, quit it or, 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 you know, didn't, uh, didn't achieve the success that they wanted to. So it's, it's a, it's a brutally difficult business and you have to be in it because you love it. And if you're in it because you love it, then that's what you do because you love it. I love that. And with that, I think that is the perfect way to end this episode. Episode two with the amazing John Levine, who has given us really great insight. And I hope you all have an amazing day and catch you next week. This is why the FMI and artists. And this was John Levine's story of his road less traveled. Bye. (laughs) 